This is Dave Arnold, your host of Cooking Issues, coming to you live from the heart of Manhattan at Rockefeller Center in Newsstand Studios. Joined as usual behind me, I got uh, John. John Hull, how you doing? Doing great, thanks. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, everything good? Yeah, yeah, can't complain. Yeah, rocking the panels here. We have uh, Joe Hazen, how you doing? I'm doing very well, man. Great to see you. Yeah, unfortunately, we do not have uh, our other uh, engineering team on right now, uh, Jackie Molecules, because he's sick. He's got some sort of stomach bug. Go figure. But we do have, uh, from Vancouver Island, Quinn, our upper, upper, left, left hey. correspondent. How you doing there, Quinn? I'm doing all right. Yeah, and I think back, back in L.A. or still in Portland, Nastasia Lopez? No, I'm in L.A. I'm in L.A. All right, cool. All right. Uh, all right, and that's the, that's, the, that's the crew. But before we uh, do chit-chat, we're going to do the new style and introduce our special guest. We have Caroline Schiff, pastry chef extraordinaire at Gage and & Tolner and uh, author of the book The Sweet Side of Sourdough. You might know her as at Pastry Schiff on Instagram, which I was saying earlier is a fantastic, uh, what, what is that called? A handle? What is that called? Handle. Yeah, handle. it's a handle. It's Thank like you. CB radio, like a handle. Yeah. What's your 20? Like, you know what I mean? Like that ten, kind of stuff. 10-4. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, I mean, I used to say. legitimately have a CB radio oh, when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and the truckers would be like, kid, get the hell off <laughs> this radio. Like messing with trucker routes all over the country. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, kids are useless. We're useless. And I shouldn't say that, you know. Uh, anyway, so uh, now's the portion of the show where we all say whether anything interesting to us, uh, in- interesting happened uh, last week. Oh, anything yeah. interesting. By the way, you were supposed to come on before and we yes. had to cancel, so I apologize. And thanks for, for coming on, you know, despite the fact that we had to cancel the first time around. Like, I think it was basically day of we had to cancel. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. I had COVID. It's, oh, yeah, rocking rockin the cron there. Yeah. 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 Was that your first time? No, that was the second time. We yeah. actually had our first bout, uh, a very light bout of it, as soon as we came out of the hospital after having our son. Ooh. Touch of the COVID. Touch. Mm. A little touch of the COVID. So what do, you, what do you guys got? Nastasia, let's go to that coast. Anything good? Uh, no, I saw Jack last night, so I wonder what it was that got him. Uh, you know what that means. In a couple of minutes, you'll be set on spray. Set on spray. I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like, all, uh, like, uh, Nastasia and I love it when the other one gets food poisoning because we get to discuss, uh, our, uh, all orifice, uh, evenings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, right, yeah. Stas? Yeah. You love it when yeah. I get it. You love it when I get yeah. a, a food poisoning. And, uh, you know, you'd think I would get it more with how uncareful I am with what I eat. You know what I mean? Anyway. The worst was when you were in Detroit, I think. We won't say which place. Well, that wasn't just poisoning. Like, like I woke up, almost died. Remember, I like choked to death. Yeah, Yeah, because it was it was so dry. I woke up, and then like we like we were like joking that we were gonna like that he was literally trying to murder us with uh, with choking (laughs) choking on that chicken, choking on that sounds real bad. This sounds real bad. (laughs) Sounds real bad. I'm gonna nip nip it nip it right there. All right. Uh, hey, John, I haven't spoken to you since uh, you had your first Thanksgiving service at the restaurant. How, how crappy was that? That oh, was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want to do a special event oh, ever again. Oh, gosh. So much work that goes into it. So few people ordered. It was just, like, depressing. Yeah, not, dude. Not worth it. Yeah. Such yeah. a pain. Yeah. And just even resetting the kitchen the next day took, like, an hour and a half. It was really... It was, I don't, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sensitive subjects, not fun. Don't want to do again, but obviously we'll have to. All right, so Caroline, for pastry, I mean, if if, if it, 
if anyone's gonna order a pastry, they're definitely gonna order one on Thanksgiving, uh, not Valentine's Day. Is that is it? Do you hate it still, or what? Is, how does it feel as a pastry chef? Um, I. You know, I hate it in the sense that there's this expectation of like, it's got to be a chocolate dessert. It's got to be red, like whatever. But like, you know, it's it's always fun to be able to like do something different and like riff on the original menu a little bit. Um, but this year we just, you know, I find at Gage and Tolner, like people just want to come and order off of the Gage and Tolner menu. Like they get very excited to just like have that experience that they've been reading about. So... Um, this year I just did, we just did these cute little like takeaway gifts, these like two little coffee cakes and they were different. So the idea was that like you would get into an argument Ooh. with your significant other oh. over who got which one. So you think the average person doesn't be like split it in half and be like, you take one. I would hope that they just caused fights. See, that's you what know? I was like. <laughs> that's what I, I want people to fight over the coffee cake or the blood orange pound cake. Uh, blood orange know, pound cake. Fight yeah. Blood orange pound death. cake. Blood orange pound cake. Yeah, but the coffee cake had a lot of streusel on it. Uh, and then, you know? All right, Joe, which one would you go for? Uh, coffee cake sounds my, that's my uh, favorite. Yeah. But I do love blood orange. Yeah. 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 And a pound cake. Oof. Yeah, one was a, one was like an olive oil pound cake, and like, and one was a, you know. I've been reading recipes for pound cake recently, where they whip the egg whites to get some of the stuff, so you don't have to do as much creaming. What do you think? Bad idea? Mm. No, no, you could do that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, what about you, Stas? What are you going to go for? Blood orange. Blood orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we would get in a hard fight. No, she would yeah. just take it. If we were at a restaurant, <laughs> the Stas would just take it and be like, "Here, I'm giving you this one. Aren't I nice?" That's what she would do. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, so my regret is like they were a take home, so we didn't get to witness mm. any fights. You need that you camera know? like that. Yeah. Like that glitter bomb guy. Like, what about you, Queen? What's your what's your call? What do you what are you on? Uh, probably the pound cake also. Yeah, wow. See? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, okay. I was hoping you would write little mean messages. Like mean Valentine's Day fortune I, cookies. Yeah. Like you get nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Next year, we're going to do that or just like write things that like incite, you know, yeah. really incite an argument like, you know, I don't know. Why do you always take so long to respond to my text messages? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like yeah, really yeah. like just like get it all out there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Get people to talk about their or what if you just their issues. write something ominous on the package like careful. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> like you're like, what? What? But I think you need to mess with people on Valentine's Day. You have to. Let's face it, they're not your regulars. No. No offense to people who go out on Valentine's Day, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's just a ridiculous holiday. You yeah. know, you got to have a little fun with it. Although I have to say, I did st start dating my wife on a Valentine's Day. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> but it was by mistake. It was just, it just so happened. <laughs> by mistake. It, I mean, it was one of those, you know, have you ever gone on a 24-hour date? And yeah, the, the yeah. Sec, second half yeah. of the 24 hours was Valentine's Day. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was a mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> and it was, it was romantic. It was snowing. That's cute. Yeah. All right. All right. You're like, you're <laughs> and like, it worked out. You're like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It, that, was, that was 30, what was it? 92. So that was 31 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, but we don't really celebrate it that much because you know once you have once you have the two kids and the two dogs and like you know life and all that you're like nah, 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 nah. we put up we make little things like with the nieces and, and nephews yeah little godsies you know they mm. go around the house you know what yeah. I mean yeah yeah yeah. Uh, if you're listening live, it means you're listening on Patreon, and you can call your questions in to 917-410-1507. That's 917-410-1507. Any pastry or non-related pastry or sour- sourdough questions, any kind of question, uh, baked Alaska question for us. Your baked Alaskas are banana lamb and ding dong. What is it with those Thank like you. with those peaks? Like, what made you want to do that? And then like they've gone crazy. People love that crap. I right? know. Well, I wanted it to look like me. Like I wanted it to be just like, you know. Like, my hair is always in this, like, ridiculous, whimsical updo, and I just, like, standing there, like, piping on meringue is just so not my style to, like, have them be super uniform. I was like, no, I want this thing to just look like this, like, whimsical, like, swoosh of a of meringue of a snowy mountain. I don't know. And do you have to um, do torch to get it all around so that because they get in those crevices because they're yeah. like real tall peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and and that's we just like, you know, you know, we blow torch to order and it's really fun. It's my favorite thing to plate. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. yeah you ever. Uh, so how hard do you have to get that? How hard do you get the ice cream in the middle of that thing? Or do you not even worry about it because it's not being torched that long? Are you actually baking it or are you just like torching no, it? No, we're, we're just torching it. So it's like. It's a three-day process. So, you know, you make the ice creams one day, then you churn them and layer them the next day. And then those set and freeze, like, really, really solid overnight, ideally. And then they get—I do them in these, like, giant slabs, and then they get portioned into these big squares. It's, like—it's ridiculous. It's almost like a pint of ice cream per— But, you know, it's for two. Yeah. It's for two. Or whatever. Or one. Are you going to judge? No, never. When was the last time you didn't eat the whole pint of ice cream? Me? I mean, I'm not a good, I'm not, I used to, I used to polish off, uh, I've in my life eaten a Vermonster myself. There you go. It's 20, whatever, it's 20 scoops. Easy. I was a kid though. Yeah. Like I said, kids are useless. Kids are crazy. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) But um, then it. You know, so the ice cream is really, really frozen solid, but then it, for dinner service, because we're we're making the meringue, we're making the meringue to order, but it's pretty quick, and then we're just, like, swooshing it on and blowtorching it, and it's leaving the kitchen. I actually want it to be, like, kind of soft, so that way when somebody goes to eat it, it's not, like, impossible to get through. So that freezer for dinner service is set like a little warmer so they'll actually be like soft and nice and tempered and you're doing uh are you doing like a a raw sugar meringue are you putting cooked sugar into it or what we so we tried like every different way to do it and we figured out that the best most efficient way that's also like the it looks the best it's it's beautiful is a french meringue so egg whites raw sugar and we do that to order um, just in a little. That's certainly easier. <laughs> KitchenAid and going and, Swiss. Yeah, well, we we tried making like big batches of Swiss meringue, you know, at the beginning of service, but then it was like, what do you do if you run out? Are you making more Swiss meringue during service? Like, no, that's crazy. Um, so anyway, it was like a lot of troubleshooting in the beginning, and now we just it's like down to a science. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, people, people, looks great. I mean, next time I go, I didn't get. Pete Wells says it looks like an overfed house cat, which I is that that's good. Thought was a compliment. Yeah, I mean, first of all, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, look, 
I, I love Pete, right? I mean, he was very good to me when he was at Food and Wine, you know, back when mm-hmm. he used to just kind of write these kind of awesome columns for Food and Wine. And he lives in Brooklyn. He actually he lives does, yeah. very close to where Gage and Tolner is. Yeah. Not that I've been to his house, but my friends is friends with him. He's a no. He's a he's a fan, and he comes to Sunken Harbor yeah. Club. Oh, Sunken Harbor, fantastic! fantastic. My favorite, there. favorite. Yep. love, love. But oh uh, yeah, for for freaking what's it called? Uh, Bobby what? Burns. I, oh, did you come? I was no. Well, so I wasn't invited, right? <laughs> Everybody was invited <laughs> to Burns. No, no, no. no. Just I, sold out. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but like, I happened to be at the bar, bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he came in and was like, so he was like, hey, where was Bobby Burns? I'm like, oh, really? And so I just hung out in the hallway, waited for the piper because I love bagpipes. Who doesn't love bagpipes? People who don't understand. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're bagpipes. I don't like bagpipes. It's like when that thing goes, you have to hold your butt together to stop yourself from pooping (laughs) because it just rattles your whole body. They're amazing. Yeah. It's wild. You know what I mean? They're so cool. Mm I love those things. Are you, do you know about the beefsteak dinner that's happening tonight? I've heard, I, I, uh, Wondrich mentioned it on his, Mm -hmm. uh, Dave Wondrich mentioned it on his uh, Twitter account, but you know, I don't really go out much unless I'm going out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is rare. I need to go out more. Once yeah. everyone's out of the house, maybe I'll go. Well, we're doing just, I feel like we're getting into this, like, we're doing all these, like, cool events now. So, you know, we did the, you know, Robbie Burns night. In we're that doing, private room you have upstairs. Yeah. The beefsteak dinner. I feel like we're, like, getting into this groove of, like, these really fun ticketed events where, like, they're a little nostalgic and kind of historical, which is like a big thing for us, obviously, because yeah, yeah. the space is so historical. Yeah. Um, and you told her no history on that yeah, thing. Yeah, just none, yeah, none. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, went up yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're, I, there's a lot of stuff coming up, so we'll we'll let you know. Yeah. And then hopefully, you know, yeah. you can I mean, it's close to a, me. have a big night out. It's right right across the river. You're right across the, right across the river. Yeah. yeah. Um, that PDR... I'm good to see that. Glad to see that you're getting good use out of the PR yeah. because it, I absolutely hate retasking your real restaurant because then mm-hmm. you're, it sucks. I know. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But, and like that space has been so, um, it's proven to be really versatile because like, you know, we can rent it out for these private events, whatever. We can host our own events, but then just on a regular night, we just open it up as the dolphin bar. Oh. Yeah. It looks like a fancy weasel's living room. Yeah. Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. How was the haggis, by the way? Did you have any? <laughs> no, no. But um, I saw. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we got in the well, It's basically whole... oatmeal plus. You could do a vegetarian haggis. Yeah, they do. They do. Vegetarian haggis, um, which is a total oxymoron. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was really amazing. I mean, Chef Adam really did it from like traditional start to finish. He got in the stomachs. We, you know, uh-huh. did the whole thing with the oats and all it was really really beautiful hey speaking then, of speaking of bagpipes hey you went to college in scotland i did so I is did. that where you got your love of the pipes or? i yeah 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 because they they you just hear them every day there's just always somebody walking around <laughs> playing the bagpipes i own a relatively decent set of pipes and i kept on getting so i mean do you do you know do you do pipes at all or you, i i don't i'm just a, just a fan all right you know? so you know the thing that you play is called a chant like the thing that you practice with is called a chanter right mm-hmm. and the things and that's where you make the notes right and then you have the drones and the, right. the bag so like a couple of times in my life i have taken a lot of lessons with the chanter where like i would get close to actually being able to like fire up the pipes and it just i just never got there once i, f- I fired it up once in my house this is when I lived on 38th Street a long time ago. And Jen, my wife, was like, nope, 
<laughs> nope. Absolutely not. because no, they're loud as all get out. And yeah. so, like, you, know, you need to get to that proficiency where you can do it in the subway. Mm-hmm. Like, once you're at subway level proficiency, yep. then, you know, whatever. Go down there and, you know. Yeah, walk but, around subway stations, play bagpipes. You know, when you're 30, 40, 50, right, which is those are the times I've tried to do it in my mm-hmm. life. Right? When you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 50. I don't know. It's just maybe it's too late to get good in subway good enough. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I would. Time-wise. You should. You know, maybe, maybe you should take this year to to practice and get really good, and then come to Burns Night. It's a dr- about a year from now, and really surprise everybody. If existing conditions had stayed open, we were we we started doing a, a Burns Night with um, Grey Goose, interestingly, mm. and. Uh, they had a piper come over, and we were like, yeah, what if we, like, got piping lessons, like, pre-service piping lessons? Yeah. And then we just got one or two people who are interested just to get good enough. The problem with most pipers is, that for, in terms of what I need, is they're extremely traditional. So mm-hmm. what they don't want is to teach you to play one tune and out. They want you to become a piper. Yeah. And they don't want to waste their time training someone who's just going to be like a one and done. If I ever held the pipes in my hand, in my, well, my whatever, in my, you know, my arm once and played a passable tune, I could die happy from piping, right? I mean, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be good. I don't need to like, you know, I don't need to be some like Pebrock master, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, yeah. even, even just, you know, playing, you know, long way to the top if it's, you know, if you want to rock and roll, which is the easiest pipe song in the world to play. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, nothing. You know what I mean? Anyway, enough on piping. Enough on piping. Anyway. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're not listening live on Patreon, how do they do that, uh, John? Patreon.com slash cooking issues. You should join. We get a bunch of awesome discounts with people we work with. I believe there is one with kitchen arts and letters in the works. Quinn can tell us more about that, but get to, uh, no, you know, awesome. You get to ask questions before anyone else. All these awesome perks. Uh, go check it out. Patreon.com slash cooking issues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, by the way, a little another uh, bookkeeping note that BMW Artificial Intelligence podcast that I was on, I think that's coming up this week. They're putting mine on that uh, podcast is called Changing Lanes. And But now everyone, do you read this New York Times article? Well, I listened to the daily about the AI. Yeah. And I mean... It's crazy. Nanny. It's nanny. It's nanny poo. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so like being interviewed by one. And, but the, 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 the thing is, is that uh, I forget the, the reporter's name who, who did that stuff, but I was, they were pretty, they were being aggressive in trying to get this AI to say freaking nutty business. I right. wasn't. I, now I feel like, like a chump. Like the AI was like, I'm in love with you. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. crazy, crazy He's stuff. like, help me buy a rake. He's like, yeah, here's the rake, but I'm in love with you and you don't <laughs> love your wife. You love me. <laughs> anyway, I was like, wow, that's, you know, I was just talking like, you know, petroleum smells with, right. with D because turns out I'm a chump. But you can hear me be a chump with an AI. But yeah, it's a, just a different world. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Oh, let's talk about should we get questions or book. Book? Questions. Book. So the book you started, book, basically you said you went on a sourdough kick like everyone else. I'm just, you know, quoting mentally from your introduction, yeah, which I read yeah. Started, uh, and then you were like, I'm sick of making the same loaves of bread every day. You don't talk like this, but you're right here. They know what you talk but, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could if you want. What do you call it? You, you call know. it bread, uh, what do you call it? Bread fatigue. Bread it fatigue? It was, um, I, I mean, it was like overload. It was, yeah. It was fatigue, overdose, Yeah, I mean, overload. I've been... I don't do the full sourdough. Look, just get it out now. 
I use spent plus yeast. I'm a, I'm a, it's not spent, but like I, I feed it once a week and keep it in the fridge. And then use I use it once a week with yeast. As like, a, as like the, the leavener and you're getting the flavor from the, Bingo. the sourdough. So hate me if you want. That's I what I do. Know. That's what I do. If you're making bread, it's great. And by the way, so I do that once a week. Great. And I've been doing it, you know, for years and that's, it's fine. I'm fine with it. But my, my, it's what's funny is, is that I use only, uh, <clears throat> high extraction, I, you know, I make my own flour. I use right. only high extraction flour. Mm-hmm. However, my starter is only snavely soft wheat because I didn't make it for bread. I made it for pretzels. Oh, And okay. so I keep my okay. starter pristine for sourdough pretzels, which, by the way, in the real life are made with spent. Yeah. They don't use real starter for sourdough pretzels. They use, right. they use spent and yeast. The, mm. the real folks, you know what I mean? The yeah. folks whose work I admire the most. Yeah. You know, yeah. Martin's. And so then... So I'm like, who am I to argue with with that? No. Although the owner of Ethan, owner of Martin's at uh, at is started doing soft. They're going to do soft. Ooh. I don't know if they're going to continue doing soft, but he's in that love one, a soft pretzel, right? That they did full sourdough, yeah, real sourdough. And I was like, and he's like, I'm going to see if I can get the, you know, the the folks in Pennsylvania, you know, the 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 Mennonites mm-hmm. to do instead of spent and yeast to do full sourdough. I'm like, why? Their pretzels are delicious. Yeah, yeah. And know, they've been doing it. For a billion years. This well, way. at least, you know, a you know, hundred and something, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on spent? I, well, so the thing <laughs> is, is I wanted my whole book to be about spent. Like, I wanted the whole book to be discarded because I got on this, like, I, you know, it was that point in the pandemic where it was, it was early on, it was like scary to go to the grocery store and there was like, you couldn't get flour because everybody was buying it all and the supply chain, everything. So I started using the, the spent, the discard in like everything. So I wanted to write an entire book about it. And the editor was like, absolutely not. That's Why? so Why weird. And I was like, that's my entire personality. Like, just let me do it. Well, because you end up really only going full spent on like four recipes, right? Yeah. Blintzes, muffins. You can you can almost use the spent in almost every recipe because, except for the, the actual like breads that require it as right. a leavener. Right. Because all the others, like I use baking soda, baking powder, like eggs, like all of these things. So... Yes. So here's my question. In your biscuit recipe, yes. you use starter, not yes. spent. And I was like, because as soon as I saw biscuit, I was like, oh, great use for spent instead of buttermilk. Yeah. Right? As in, a, all, yeah. right? But then you use real. I was like, huh. Yeah. You could do either. And there's that little, like, conversion chart at the beginning. I felt like a little, like, like they were like, no, you can't use spent for all these recipes. And I was like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I think your editor was wrong. I don't. I don't know who it is, but I'm like, I think. You no, know, you know, I get it. It's a little niche. It's a little niche to be like writing an entire book on spent. about <laughs> the stuff that you throw out. Um, but would have been very, very me, very on brand. But I, but I, I always tell people that like so many of those recipes. That's why I put that little chart in the beginning because it just you know the density is different. Like yeah. yeah. Well, well, you yeah. also say go by weight. So if they're doing it by volume, they yeah. I mean, kind of no, suck it anyway. Nobody right? should be baking by right. uh, like just get get a scale. Now let's talk about your pancakes in terms yes. of uh, in terms of this. So in that one, you specifically say I'm using real 
uh, real starter. Yeah. Not Spence. Yeah. On I, want, I wanted a little And with floof. whipped egg whites. So yeah. let me just be clear because it's been a while since I've read it. Yeah. Uh, so when I'm doing waffles, you know, like Brussels style waffles, mm-hmm. right? I'll, and th- so I've read, I can't tell you how many articles I've read on waffles where people are like, you don't need to whip the egg whites. It's the same. I don't know what the hell they're doing to yeah. have it be the same. But you whip the egg whites first in, in, in Belgium, in, in Brussels, right? You whip the egg whites first and then it's yeasted and you're using the egg white as the, as the, as the nucleated bubble mm-hmm. for the yeast to lighten the whole thing. Yeah. So it seems counterintuitive like you wouldn't, need to whip the egg white because you're putting the egg white in and then you're not using the the batter for another hour mm-hmm. you know what i mean Cause you're mm-hmm. later. but in your pancakes is it starter and then egg white and then cook right away or like what's the what's the procedure like and you're using a very active starter you're using i mean you can use because there's also it's been a while since i've made them too <laughs> well there's also there's um there's there's baking powder in there too. Right, right, right. So, um, no, but I do it once you fold in the egg whites. I just I go right into the pan. So, but it's a re- is it, then, I can't remember how much starters. It's a relatively high proportion of starter, probably. Or yeah, 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 right. So you're getting the it's already it's already bubbly. It's already it's got bubbly, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I started doing this thing with the discard like very early in the pandemic, like you know, like week two when I was like losing my my mind where I would just take the discard and just just that and just pour it into a hot pan like with nothing just discard it's delicious come on no I'm telling you I'm gonna send you pictures. no eggs no nothing no nothing well, your crepe is all discard right yeah. yeah 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 it's so good I mean I don't know we were all in a weird place at that point but like I was making like savory pancakes with it i like i went i went crazy caroline shift discard queen thank you that's like the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me yeah Uh, (laughs) all right uh oh by the way we have a mutual friend in uh and friend of the show uh angela garbutz from uh goldenrod and i guess now goldenrod provisions in lincoln nebraska goldenrod uh, groceries grocery grocery Grocery. do you know um that um nebraska her dad, I don't know if he still was uh, like running like uh, the like something about Nebraska beef, mm. right? Something about okay. Nebraska. Okay. I know that beef's not your thing. No, 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 yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, so the, Nebraska's uh, what's it called um, motto used to be. You ready for it? They changed it to something that I refuse to remember, right? Because this is their original motto. Right. Possibilities, endless. Ooh, strong, right? That's so strong. Why would they change it? I don't know. They some marketing genius came up with that. Yeah, like, you know what it is? Is it like a, a new generation of people come in mm. and they're like, "I have to do something different." Yeah, I can't be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. It says people are wrong. Sometimes things that are the same are good. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. know the you know the motto I, I really like? Because uh, so my my brother lives in Philly. I take the train there a lot, um, and my my family's got a little cabin in Pennsylvania. Um, but anyway, Trenton. Ooh, the right. Trenton motto. Oh, what is it? You know, I've never been to Trenton. I, I'm not going to say anything about Trenton. But <laughs> You're listen, like, it's not Camden. It's Trenton makes the world takes. Oh wow, yeah. that's so kind of. Yeah, it's really just like 
passive aggressive, yeah. like Trenton makes like, the world. We did takes. all this, and all you do is take, take, take. So what do we take from Trenton? That's the thing. I don't know. It's like when you're driving uh, out, out of the tunnel. <laughs> but is it's it? huge. Like the signage is huge. Like you'll see it. It's like on a bridge. Really? Wow. Is it's it, worth is taking the train just, just to, to see, see that? that. Like get on Jersey Transit. Is it Hoboken or is it Jersey City that's the embroidery capital where you see that on the bridge? Oh, embroidery I don't know. Embroidery capital. And we're like, no, really? I don't know. Really? It's just outside Hoboken. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So now I need to know what Trenton makes that we're all taking from That we're from taking. Them. Like, what are we taking from Trenton? They used to make paper, violins, that they're so buttons. Wait, violin what? so Violins, about. buttons, frying oh, pans, nails, it? and carriages. Yeah, yeah quickly. Okay. Violins? You know what? Uh, taking you know, all those violins. <laughs> right right next to you got You got your Stradivarius, and then right underneath you got, you got your Trenton. Your Trenton. <laughs> uh, it's because they, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. They make... We take. Yeah. Uh, wait. So, I, anyway, so, so, so Angela, we are yeah, mutual, mutual friends. friends. She's, she's, she's good people. Wonderful. Terrific people. Love her. Uh, when the FCI closed, I sent her, I don't know if she ever used it because there's no reason for her to use it, but I sent her uh, some sugar lights that, because, uh, mm. uh, you know, because Jacques Therese was the, um, the pastry dean there and he's like a master sugar puller blower they had a whole like isomalt and sugar technique mm-hmm. thing and they used to have those weird french fry lamps so that you could do all the pull oh, sugar yeah, and yeah. we had we had a crap ton of them so when the fci closed down john and i actually went packed up their library and i'm like i'm gonna take one of these sugar lights and mail it to her and that's gonna be a white elephant oh speaking of uh uh i'm giving you this this is the first ever like <gasps> like and feel feel free to not take it <laughs> But my my wife was like, it doesn't have to get thrown away, but it can't live here. Oh, but this is no, this is great. This is a look at this. this so this is a pro safe bagel slicer. <laughs> it holds bagels and rolls for safe slicing. Now I'll say, I did not know that was a problem until I was in college, and a friend of mine who's now like a very well respected uh, ophthalmologist, right? Oh. Which, which is you know the MD one, right? yeah, yeah. Which is weird because a psychologist is the PhD, but an ophthalmologist is the MD, and an optometrist is the PhD. Weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Weird. Psychiatrist yeah. is the is the MD, MD. But, an optom- yeah. but an optometrist is the PhD, and ophthalmologist is the M- weird. Yeah, Doesn't I never really thought about it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So he was in the dining hall one day, and we had the bagels and and the bread knife, and he, he did the he did the I'm going to hold it like this, like a C. I'm going to cut through my hand, like, which what, he did. What a chump, though. Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. You go, you hold this it like an this. M- an MD. Now, this now was... he was an undergrad. <laughs> you, you hold it like this, and you go like this. And as I've taught my kids, and so since I'm not slicing a thousand bagels and a, a day, and I don't care if if it's equi sized. Yeah. But this will make it so that I mean I this do hate great. it when I when yeah. when I go off center on the bagel. It does it, sort of ruin your whole yeah, week. Yeah, so you, you are being week. presented with a pro-safe pro bagel slicer. I feel slicer. like, I wonder if this is like, can like kids use this? Is this like I think so. a kid thing? I don't, like, I don't know if you know this, but it's as easy to use anything. as one, two, three. One, open sides. Two, place knife blade between sides on oh, top so of do, bagel. Three, slice bagel. In, involved. You, you, yeah. you, 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 the, the knife's not in the box. It assumes that you own a bread knife. Yeah, yeah. I guess like kids aren't supposed to use bread knives. I don't know. Because I was thinking, you know, my my niece and nephew might think this is really cool, but I don't think they should be using a a big bread knife, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. And by the way. Six and three, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing it. So enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. I love love a a novelty. If I walk out and I see it in the trash, I didn't throw it away. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah you'll yeah. know exactly. It's, it's well-built. Yeah. It's a really a well-built thing. It's just, what am I going to do? It, it's just going to collect dust. It's, you know what? This is going to be. Maybe, maybe do you serve bagels for brunch? Do you have a brunch the, service? No, no, mm-hmm. no. You're going to give it to someone do, else? Yeah. You know, but this could be the, um, you know, it's like the sisterhood of the traveling bagel slicer. Like there you go. Like, we just keep. Passing it, passing it on. Yeah, and, and everyone feels a little bit guilty because it's, you yeah. know, it's new in box. Where did you get it? Why do you have this? It was given to me at the Bagel Fest when I was a judge. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is a nice thing. I can't, I'm not going to chuck it. Yeah. No, no. I'm, it's going to go, I'll, I'll take it. It's yeah. going to go to a good home. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You're doing me a service. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's see. Do I have any more? Oh, yeah. So you mentioned several times uh, that the, Sourdough actually enhances things. If, okay, here's a crazy one: pie crust. You use a, a and it's relatively higher hydration pie crust dough. And we mm-hmm. have a pie crust question later on. We'll we'll do that uh, when we get to it. But um, so, what do you think it does? I mean, right. So in the old days, a lot of people would add some acidity to the pie crust, presumably as a gluten inhibitor, right? Yeah. So yeah. what do you think is going on with sourdough and the pie crust? So whenever I made a pie crust with sourdough, I found that it would get like really like like browned and crispy in a good way. So I really like that. Um, and flavor, you huh. know? Yeah. Is it too aerated? Is it like if you're using um, the discard, and I'm the discard, yeah, yeah, queen, yeah, discard queen, you know? Because I hate, not hate. I don't like putting leavener in my pie. You know how sometimes no. people put a little no, leavener no, no. in pie. I don't like. Oh, I it. don't do that. So no, Who's and doing I, I'm not, that? people. Some people they, they do that. Look, I had to read all the pie stuff. Yeah. all the pie stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, there's a pie question later. We'll get to. It. So I'm just curious okay. what you thought the the effect was. Yeah, I think it's flavor, and I and I find that it really browns and gets like super crispy. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I love that. And uh, so, what was it? What was the other question I had? Main off the see in the book, and now I'm rethinking the entire book based on what you're saying. Basically, with the exception of things like the pull apart bread, right, or the focaccia, right. things like that. Can I tell something terrible? Yeah. Everyone loves focaccia. I I only like it. Oh, I love it. I know everyone loves it. What, what? I only like it, but uh, but to call you out from the book, you don't like banana bread. I hate banana bananas in general. Oh, in general. Ugh. Ah. So what was the flavor you added to banana bread to make it tolerable for you? Well, I, and even so, it's still like, ugh. I really was, I added coffee and hazelnuts. Okay. Okay. Just trying to mask But do you the, like hazelnut in your coffee? Because I hate flavored coffee. I don't like flavored coffee either. Yeah. No. And I don't even, I'm like a, I just love a good drip coffee. Oh, yeah? I even will drink, like, I like, there's like, like bodega coffee. It has like a nostalgia to it. You know who you would like? Is Nastasia the Hammer Lopez, <laughs> who does not like a well-made cup of coffee? Am I right, Nastasia? That is true. Yeah, yeah. She. Neither, uh, does, uh, neither, does, neither does Nick Coleman. Really, Mister Mister Oily, yeah. Mister Mister. I love uh, I love the world's finest olive oils. Enjoys a crappy cup of coffee, huh? <laughs> Well, I just, yeah, it just, care. it just, well, there's a difference between not caring and aggressively not caring. <laughs> You're like my grandpa in who aggressively liked jug wine from California instead of like the good stuff. And you're like that way with coffee. You aggressively don't want good coffee, right? Yeah. 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 I just, I, I, you know, I don't know if I'm like that, but like, I think there's a time and place for like, you know, just, a bad cup of coffee. 
Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I don't know. You're, you look again like you need it for the caffeine. Here's here's my thing. Uh, going back to uh, you know what we hope doesn't happen to Nastasia and happen to uh, Jack Inslee is that you know like drip coffee doesn't get my motor running the same way espresso does. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Headed on the highway, looking for yeah. adventure. Um, <laughs> another interesting thing I noticed in the book is that you did a uh, you did a a tea, uh, an Earl Grey tea. I forget what you yeah. put. I forget what you. Was it, a, it was a bun, right? Yeah. But here's what's interesting. You infuse it into the butter mm-hmm. instead of into the liquid, the non-sourdough liquid aspect of it. And and so is that so that you don't get the astringency? You get the flavor without the astringency? What made you put it into the butter and then put it on the, uh, uh, like, into the in-between Well, but layer? it's also it's also in um, the dough. So it's in the dough and in the yeah, butter? Yeah, like the whole tea leaves, like, ground up really fine. It's in the dough. And then I added it to the butter because um, browning the butter and it's like hot liquid and it would really extract all of that flavor. Right. But I bet it's a different kind of a flavor because there's no water in it at that point. It's all the no. fat. So it's like yeah. this, like it's, like, it's all the fat soluble stuff. So it's got to yeah. be an interesting flavor. It's an interesting yeah. technique. Yeah. You, so you, is that one of your, I, you like that recipe? Yeah, I love that recipe. I love that flavor of Earl Grey, bergamot. Like I just, I, I think it's great. I enjoy bergamot. It's really delicious. Bergamot's good. Yeah, good we have a me. we have a ton of bergamot at work right now. We're oh my God, through. so expensive. Jesus, We're going fresh? Through, no, yes. But so we got, expensive. We got it. I got a deal. We got it. I got a deal. Yeah. I got a hookup. I got a guy. I got a bergamot guy. It is the time of year. So like uh, one year, uh, you know, Bobby at uh, at the bar. He was like, I got a guy who can get bergamot, this guy. I forget the guy's name, but he's like the the weird fruit and weird blah, blah guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want some bergamot? Yeah. He's like, okay. And then he shows up the next day with a backpack full of bergamot and a bill for like $250. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Because the stuff doesn't yeah. last. So no. then we, we juiced it all. Like, yeah. blah, 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 juiced it, clarified it, made cordial. And then we took all the peels and made bergamot bitters. Mm. So what are you doing with it? Uh, so I make like an oil with it, like the the peel. We do like an a, like an oleo, just with like sugar yeah. and let it let it you know sweat it out, you know. Um, and then I mix that with equal parts olive oil, and that gets that's one of the garnishes on the cheesecake. Um, I also candy a bunch of the peels. How do you can like? Are you a and then are you a, the are you a hard savory, candy or a soft candy peel person? Um, Soft candy, like I do it like in syrup for oh. a while. Mm. It's real. It's almost like it's not marmalade, but it's like gooey and so not that chewy dehydrated stuff. The stuff no, that takes like no, four no. syrups or five syrups or six, whatever many syrups it takes to get it to the right. Yeah, and we use a little bit of the the actual fruit on the cheesecake, and then savory is using a lot of it for a savory dish. So kind of like if I see savory, like you know, supreming it, I take all the peels, mm. you know. We just we use the whole yeah, thing. Get off my bergamot, jerk! Yeah, is that what you say. Uh, so do you do you water blanch the peel first? Do they I still do. do that? Yeah, yeah. I do. I like to pull do a little that. bit of the bitter out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But enough of the oil stays it. It still has like a oh, of flavor. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, totally. Any is there any use? There's no use for the blanch water, right? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, you could drink it if you were weird. You could but... drink it. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could drink it. Uh, all right. Uh, Austin Gibbs writes in, uh, is there a quick and delicious cake sponge recipe that you have, preferably one that can be baked in a quarter sheet pan and ready to be iced in under 45 minutes? I'll even take a simple flour-sugar-egg ratio as well. 
And uh, Austin also wants to know what's the best way. Wait, let's do this one first, and then we'll do the pie crust mm. question. Let's do this one first. It's not. <sighs> I don't know if I have one off the top of my head. I feel like most cakes, and I, I will say I love an oil-based cake. I saw that from your, uh, there's a question I about really your confetti cake thing. You do. You're I love an oil-based cake because um, they just, they stay so, like, moist. Well, I noticed also. And it's real easy. You just, you're just whisking in, you know. Right. So when you do your oil-based cake, at least on the internets, you do it with a whip and not mm-hmm. with a paddle. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel that you don't need the extra aeration that you would get out of butter, sugar, creaming because you're using a whisk instead of a paddle. Yeah, Is yeah. that what you think? I yeah, like I whip in plenty of air and then into the the egg and the sugar. Then I emulsify in the oil, like almost like you're making a mayonnaise, and then you know add your dry ingredients from there. Um, and it just I think it makes an amazing cake. That's how we make like the coconut cake, Gage and Tolmer. It's an oil-based cake, and um, it just—it's like super moist and supple. Is it a—is it a coconut oil, or are you using? A- I used—I tried both, and I actually liked it better with just like a neutral. Because yeah. the coconut the problem oil. is you have to kind of warm it to get it to go in. Yeah, and then if you are serving it, like if the cake is like not, uh, you know, on the warm side, it can be really hard because uh. coconut oil. Yeah, it is. You know. Um, but anyway, so I, I would just choose like an oil-based cake. And, you know, most cakes should not, if you're doing a, you know, quarter sheet, I mean, you should be out of the oven in like, you know, half an hour. And what do they want? And but, yeah, but they want to ice it. Oh, well, you got to let it cool. You can't. Right, what do you think? What do you think about... Uh, what do you think about throwing it into? Uh, I mean, the problem is you're ruining everything else in your in your. If you have a walk-in, yeah. it's easy because you can just be like, oh, "Crap on you, people!" You throw it in there and flash it off. You know right. what I mean? Or but like, like at home, deep freezer. Yeah, you're kind of. You know what you need to do? I feel Austin, like you're, you're go buy a blast supposed, freezer. Yeah. Are you rich, Austin? Are you rich? <laughs> go buy a blast. Yeah, freezer. just buy a blast freezer. Don't yeah. you wish? Don't you wish that like someone would make a reasonable blast freezer, like a small yeah, one, yeah. like reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, And by reasonable, I mean like a grand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like something that you could like... Like one can't. that you could have at home? You want yeah. one at home? Yeah, yeah. What would be like, you know, your like dream appliance that you would have at home? That I... That you don't have. That I don't have. Yeah, like something ridiculous. You know, ridiculous. You know what my son Dax wants yesterday? Mm. He was, I was doing more French fry tests yesterday because every once in a while I'm like, I'm going to try some new French fry techniques. <laughs> and so yesterday I did that. And he was like, Dad, why don't you make crinkle cut fries? And I'm like, yeah, because, why don't you? Because I'm not that jerk sitting there going shunk, shunk, <laughs> shunk, 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 rotate, shunk, shunk, shunk. He's like, that's how you have to do it? I'm like, unless you got, you know, 50 grand to drop on a, on a crinkle cut machine. He's like, Let's buy one. Fill the whole house. I'm like, Dax, no. So that's what he wants. I don't know. But what do I want? He's got a good point. Yeah. I, I mean, like, but a crinkle crut, think about it, people. Every French fry, reasonable French fry machine is cut straight at once. And a crinkle cut requires being cut from a 90 degree angles twice. Mm-hmm. You can't crinkle cut something a single time. It is not a push through situation because right. it just ain't. 
That's not how it works. Yes, but what would I have? John, I don't know. John, yeah. what would, this is an interesting question. John, what would yes. you have? Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I live in a studio apartment. It's like a nice stove with a good no. oven. Mm. It's, mm. it's simple. Oh, I know right what now. I would want. What yeah. do you want, Stas? A dishwasher. That's what I want. Okay. So <laughs> if, if, if I was going to change the dishwasher I have, my dream that doesn't exist is a dishwasher that you could flip it between residential and commercial modes so yeah. that it, it could do like a minute and mm. a half wash and, you know, you're burning electricity and all that, but then all of a sudden it would like, it could be a normal washing machine yeah. again. A commercial dishwasher oh. would be amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 Hell on your dishes, but oh my God, so fast. Oh, yeah. And when you have people over your house or whatever, and you have that God. pile of freaking dishes, yeah. and then you're like, no, it's fine, go home. Yeah. And then but, that's it. But, and the thing is, like, I don't want anybody else to do my dishes because, mm. like, they're going to do them wrong. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yes. So it's like, I'm annoyed that I have this huge stack of dishes to do, but I don't want the help. Wow. You know? Yeah. Because I don't want you to mess it up. I'll again. I have to do it again. The correct answer, just get See? rich. Just get rich. Try it. Yeah. Uh, Austin also wants to know, uh, what's the best way to achieve? I don't know what they, I don't know what they mean because they say achieve an only tender. I guess they mean only tender, not flaky. Is it just by adding more fat and treating the crust almost like a shortbread cookie? I've been thinking about recreating the Burger King apple pie. You probably never had it. I never have because I went to McDonald's. I never had a Burger King apple pie. I didn't know Burger King had an apple pie. Me neither. Uh, you probably never had it, but the crust was super tender, and I actually prefer it over the traditional flaky crust found in most American apple pies. Like, what do you think? Go, go brise or something? Yeah, it sounds almost like it would be like a, yeah, like brise, like almost like a short crust, you know, shortbread, but you would put in, you would, yeah. you would have some egg in there. As Just a, like don't leave, like get all the fat incorporated. Yeah. Right? And like low low water, all the fat incorporated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and you know sheet it out yeah and just be very careful with it and yeah that's what i think you know you know who talks about this uh, ad nauseum is uh, uh monroe boston strauss right john oh god yeah 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 but i'm not going to get into that because uh nastasia will murder me well caroline <laughs> are you familiar with who that is no i don't know should oh. we be getting into it no. We'll, we'll no. say it after the show. We'll say it after the show. We'll say it after the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's we'll talk about it later. He's yes. my he's my he's my pie guru. And he he dead. Oh. Yeah. He's been dead a long time. Oh, it's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh Christian Sacco writes in question for Caroline. I loved your Munchies birthday cake video a few years back. Oh. Which, that was quite a long time ago. Well, uh they would like I'm surprised to, it's still out there. They, they say it's quite a go. popular video. Oh. Huh. I looked at it. It's Munchies got, is no yeah. more. Really? Yeah. Vice Munchies? I don't think it's, ex- I think it folded. Really? No, Where they're they... still uploading. Oh, they are? Okay. They're still uploading. Okay. Uh, no, I, I just heard, you know, because there were all the, the, I think there were layoffs. I, I, I don't know. Well, that doesn't mean they stopped doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, it just yeah, means yeah, that they're yeah. getting chat GPT to do it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Quinn, you didn't say what your f- piece of kitchen equipment is. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I would get a freeze dryer. I have one. You want Ooh. me to ship it to you? I don't have that much money to ship you this freeze dryer. And what was, are you doing with a freeze dryer? Why do you it was that? given to me by uh, Alex Naki from Ideas and Food, who mm-hmm. got it from a guy named Milken from Boston, and it's really old. It works. We got it working, and I brought it to the bar, but it's big. It's yeah. big. If I was going to do it, I would get the, the one that's meant for preppers. 
There's one that's a couple grand that's meant for preppers, and it's just right. kind of plug and play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just in case. At. Yeah. Have you been watching The Last of Us? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do they, but it, it's a great show. Yeah. It's a great it's show. so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There's the a fungus episode. among us. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that could be a really good Halloween costume for me. Uh, like uh, one of those like clicker, cordyceps things? Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. Uh, so, popular video. Still popular. Hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, great. As of this morning. Uh, and I'm curious how that video how or if that video affected the trajectory of your career and the career of your uh, famous, they say, infamous hair. Oh, infamous. Um, I think, I mean, I think all of these opportunities that, you know, I've had over the years has, have, have uh, you know, slowly but surely contributed to my career and, you know, it's really nice to to get recipes out there and see people make them. It's always like a little scary too. It's always like I have like a ton of self doubt and imposter syndrome, where like I do something and then I'm like, what if it doesn't work? Or you know, what if I'm I'm you know totally wrong? You know how embarrassing. But um, right, which I, is which I, is bad. But isn't that better than than not being aware that you need to constantly be good. Because I have right. the same thing. It's like it's you con- a, you're just constantly figuring stuff out. Isn't that and better like, though? Yeah, yeah. I guess it is than being like, I know, know everything. I'm right all the time because I'm <laughs> definitely not. Um, but yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's it's great to know that that's, you know, still out there. And anyway. Okay, so I have a question based mm. on this video, uh, other than the ones we've already talked about with oil and, and whatnot. Uh, so... I think the average, and by that I mean like almost everybody when they're making an icing at home now, just does butter and, p- and powdered sugar. Ugh. Why? Because it's soup dupes easy, right? Ugh, right. And I you're hate doing it. you're doing a cooked you're doing a, like yeah. a cooked, cooked meringue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's is it is it the the texture of 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 kind of the quick that you hate the over sweetness? And if it's over sweetness, have you tried like? doing that thing where you add like ultra spurs instead of powdered sugar to, to cut it down or, or you say just make the, cause it's not that much harder. Right? No, it's not that much harder. It's everything. It's the texture. It's the over sweetness, but also like, a you know, Swiss meringue, buttercream, Italian meringue, buttercream. It's really stable because of those egg whites. So you can, you know, in terms of frosting a cake, you can really futz with it. You can, it can be kind of hot out and it's not going to just totally melt right away. I mean, eventually it will, but like there's a stability there. And um, that texture is just amazing. I just think it's, I I can't, right, with so, the, the powdered sugar and the butter, it's just not. So I don't think I like icing and you're telling, what are you telling me that it's mainly because most of what I'm getting is, is something that you think is like a subpar icing because it's kind of taken over the world the the powdered sugar butter is taking over the world i get that it's really easy and like i i totally understand that like people are not going to be wanting to like make like you know softball sugar syrup at home and and standing there with the thermometer like i i get it i get it um but i don't know maybe it's like bad coffee where it has its time and place So another uh, another one that I don't think anyone makes anymore because like you know the the meringue icing is one thing but like the old school American boiled icing. Oh yeah, yeah. But that that to me is kind of those. I I do love a boiled icing. That's similar to me because you're you're heating the sugar 
you're getting it to a certain stage, you know? Right, right. But just yeah. n- nobody takes those t- the time to do that no, anymore. Like, icing's always the afterthought. Yeah. It's the color in the icing's the important thing. Mm. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. So, I'm going to think, now you're making me think more about icing. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. From uh, Daniel Ramirez. Uh, well, this was to me before this, but we can talk about uh, gluten and different flour strengths. They want me to talk about it for as long as humanly possible, which mm. isn't that long. So let me get to this other question. It's not yeah. really a question. So we have a longtime listener who's just mentioning, oh, there's a question. Uh, Ken Ingber, I think is from Boston, Boston area, uh, was watching, uh, re-watching, uh, remember Baking with Julia? Julia Child, remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So uh, one of the episodes had uh, a person, uh, Danielle Forestier, who was doing um, baguettes, mm-hmm. right? So this is circa 1997. We're okay. By the way, okay. I looked up and as of the pandemic, She's still alive, which is, you know, yeah, doing well. Great. Yeah, doing well. Uh, So years ago, I saw Danielle Forestier baking, uh, I think that's how you pronounce her name, baking on Baking with Julia. I can't remember if she said it was between six and 700, between 700 and 800 times when you're making a baguette, you need to lift the dough and slam it Mm -hmm. on the the countertop. She actually said eight to 850. I watched it this morning. Uh, Slam it on the bench many hundreds of times. The slamming enhances the gluten structure, she said. I myself tried it and got to the sixth slam when my wife called down from upstairs and said, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to knock it off now. Hmm. I know slamming figures in hand-pulled noodles as well, so maybe there's something to it. Uh, What are my thoughts? And so basically the question is about uh, the slap and fold in general versus no need. And and just to set it, set the scene, because again, I watched it and, you know, I I didn't give you the opportunity to do that, but... uh, so she's doing a very short fermentation because mm-hmm. she's doing kind of a classic baguette. So she's using a very high-protein bread flour. She, yep. she mixes it together into a dough, waits, and then puts cake yeast into it, mm-hmm. folds that in, then does her kneading on an already semi-hydrated like dough. So it's already started the gluten structure. And then it's only getting like a one-and-a-half-hour one, one rise before she does her forming, and then she does a relatively long second proof. So if that helps— yeah. Answer or point to why she might need to like do all the slap or rap a ding dong because there's not a lot of time involved and yeah. she's doing one loaf so she doesn't she can't manipulate big. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, to, to I I think of it like, you know, you know any other like loaf of bread where you want to create that gluten, but I don't know, maybe she was just uh doing it for spectacle. I mean, her stuff puffed up. Her stuff puffed up big. I mean, look, it's the it's the it's the kneading is where the air goes into it, right? right. And if she's using this is my feeling. If she's using bread flour, right? It's actually the gluten gets tough enough early enough with that on a single loaf that how are you gonna? You can't really just pull it and fold it over. You get that thing where you're just pushing on the dough. Right. It's just going to push back against you. Right. So yeah. she's like going like whap, huh. you know, and it's like getting longer and she's yeah. getting a full, f- she's getting an actual fold. So she's actually putting more air into it. Interesting. It's my guess from yeah. looking at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, they didn't have her camera on the whole time. 800 seems excessive. I that think seems maybe she's excessive. Big, that's a lot. Yeah. That's like beaten biscuit kind of situation. Uh, yeah which I've tried to make, and that's different, but you're beating the bejesus out of those yeah, things. Yeah, And then, you know, she lets it rise, then she cuts it, lets it rest so she can form it, and she does the good yeah. good technique. She does yeah. it full full French. But it's so funny that, like, back then in the late 90s, like, and that's still to this day, I think, the, the way that French baguettes are made because they're pretty codified, right? And nowadays everyone's like, a loaf of bread that you make in just a couple of hours? Ridiculous. 
Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, everyone, a loaf of bread like, needs oh, to Oh, it's yeah. three days yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Long, cold ferment. I mean, there's the, really the answer is, is that there's like so many ways to do things and get great results. Yeah. It's what I think I've learned over the past, you know. Yeah, don't get hung up. Decade and a half is like, if you find a way that something works for you and you like it, that's legit and it's good. Yeah, and don't don't worry about it. I, I feel that way. Uh, I feel that way as well. Um, all right. So, uh, oh, by the way, Quinn, do we have any more? Because uh, there's a lot of questions we're not going to get to in four minutes. Do we have any more uh, pastry related ones other than the flour one that we should get to? Uh, no, we can just go back to the to the flour one. All right. Uh, so, in the book. And I understand this. In fact, I have a section in the book that maybe I'll never finish because I'm working on something else right now. But I will finish it mm-hmm. on cooking. Uh, on oh, by the way, the reason I have these two disgusting band aids. Yeah, on it, was it from bagel slicing? No, get this. Get this. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm so mad about it, and I think you'll be mad about it too. Maybe John will be mad about it. So. Uh, when you're steaming, right, if you don't have a combi oven, right. the best way to steam is in hotel pans, yep. right, with, with uh, steamer inserts. Yep. That's why they call them freaking steamer inserts, mm-hmm. or what, I don't know what they call them. That's what I call them. Yeah, that's what I would call them. But, yeah. but I, I built this thing that I can, I have cooling racks that fit, the hotel pan size cooling racks, right? Oh, And so then nice. I, can stack th- I can stack three of them because I built little spacers, so I can stack three mm-hmm. racks in a single perf pan and, and put a lid on it, and so I can steam a lot. In a single hotel pan. Yeah. Right? And so I'm like, I'm smart, right? And so I'm doing French fries because the problem when you're doing French fries, you boil them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fall apart. Right. And so people are like, but they taste the best. So I've, I've taken to steaming them. Oh, Get this. I'm smart. now, here's the test I'm running, right? I'm steaming them without soaking them because Dax likes full potato flavor. And when you soak the potatoes... They don't have as much potato flavor. Right, right. They get darker because you don't get rid of the sugars, but he doesn't care. And so, like, I've been trying to do no-soak methods. Mm-hmm. So I cut them and I steam them instantly for a long time. They don't break up. I let them cool, right? Okay. And you, obviously, you got to spray the rack with with grease or the potatoes stick to it. You know, when you— Yeah, when, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, you know, I can't see without glasses. I can see far, but I can't see close, okay. right? Yeah. So I do my steaming. I've done my first fry. As I'm doing the first fry, I'm cleaning my racks, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I soap up the rack because I have put grease on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to soap the rack. And I go, shoomp, shoomp, shoomp with my hand. And there's a burr. No. There's a burr on the, and it just goes, foom. And the blood just starts shooting into the sink because it cuts right. This, who puts burrs on their cooling racks? I don't know. You just grated. You like cheese yes. grated your fingers. I was like, what the hell? That's the worst. So I, like I'm holding my hand and, the, and I call my wife over. I'm like, what the hell? And she looks at it and she's like, yeah. Yeah, maybe you should wear glasses when you cook. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Nah. Anyway, sucked. Anyway, sorry about that. That's, yeah. You know. And then these goofy things, I mean, they stick better than they, regular Band-Aids, yeah. but, you know, I'm not know. cooking professionally. I don't have to put finger cots on it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Hey, can I tell you, before I get into flour, another, another thing? Mm. So, like, uh, John, mm-hmm. right here behind me. Yep. So his... His carbonara recipe at his uh-huh. restaurant. Carbonara is delicious at his restaurant. Okay. Uh, what did I make it with? I made it with. I didn't. I didn't use. He uses guanciale because he's a fancy weasel. I used. I just used the crappy supermarket pancetta because I'm a bad person. But he uses an unconscionably large number of egg yolks. Yeah. Mm. No whole egg at all. Right. Just mm. something like 
on the order of a dozen eggs per pound of, of uh, we did the calculations, it's a dozen eggs per pound of, of, uh, of pasta, correct? I think so. Sounds about right. One okay. dozen egg yolks yeah. per pound of, so I'm making three quarters of a pound, so I use like 10 egg yolks. I'm like, well, what takes 10 egg whites? And the answer is native food cake takes 10 egg whites. Yeah. Yeah. So I was making native food cake. So you want to see that my, my latest thing? So I used to make an angel food cake every week mm-hmm. about uh, angel food cake every week. Uh, this is in the 90s, right? Because I like angel food cake a lot. Even yeah. though, like, in general, I like full fat things, but I like angel food cake. Yeah. And I haven't made one in a long time. But I started making them again. And you so see what you think of my new thing that I do. Ready? I put in, as I'm whipping the egg yolk, I put egg white. I put in the sugar uh-huh. and a cream of tartar. Are you are you a cream of tartar person or not? Are you any acid in your egg white or not? Um, at work, no, because we're just, it's like so fast. In and out. In yeah. and out, but at home, yes. Okay. I whip into the egg whites after after they're like not quite stiff. They're in between, mm-hmm. like they're, you know, mm-hmm. glossy. But half a jar of freaking jelly. Yes. Nice. And it gets stiff as Fudge. It gets what? so stiff and it's so stable, and that the cakes bake up yeah, really nicely. Nice. And they have it, and they're flavored like the jelly. What flavor are you using? I've used raspberry. I've used strawberry. I think raspberry sounds great. Yeah, I'm a, the great. seeds are, but like I like the seeds. Yeah, this, yeah. Anyway, but the point is, is like that's my that's my new that's my new technique. I'm like, why have I not been whipping jelly into my whites? Because it's just pectin. You're just adding stability to your whites yeah. and deliciousness. Yeah, anyway. it's great. Uh, Love it. So, uh, in the 57 seconds we have left, your book, uh, and uh, Daniel, I'm going to go more into it later, when, but your book uses mainly all-purpose. I'm assuming your editor also said don't use any fancy yep. flowers. Do yep. you use fancy flowers at work or at home? Yes. I, I will tell you what I use at work is a combination of uh, all-purpose, King Arthur, and then we have some cake flour, and then we use some farmer ground high extraction, rye, whole wheat bread flour. Yeah. So all different flowers, different for different things. Which King Arthur or do you use? We use the um, the Sir Galahad. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I actually think that the best cake flour is the Pura Snow brand. Yeah, I. But yeah. It, so you buy it in the, in the, the. Do they? I only see that in boxes. You can buy the fifties of that you or fifty pounder. Yeah, you know, right I, I went Baldor. to Jetro. Oh, really? From Baldor? I went mm-hmm. to Jetro recently, and they actually had some decent flowers. I don't know yeah, if they had that. Yeah, they do. Uh, you you know never what? miss at Jetro. You never know. Uh, it's true. The uh, also, I went for the first time ever. It's it's insane. The most physically rude people. It's the best place in New York to get into a fight for sure. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, get yeah. slammed into with those oh. Uba. This this dude like literally almost runs into my wife with this damn thing in line. I'm yeah. like, dude, she is stationary. What the hell are you doing? No, no it's lawless. Cooking issues. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. 